1: Hello welcome to our fantasy podcast episode 27. I'm your host Peter, joined this week by Tom and Gunnar. How are you doing Tom?
2: Yeah, very good, thank you.
1: How are
3: you doing Gunnar? Yep, doing very well, thank you. Loving the new digs, looking lovely. Yeah, it's very nice here in the new place, yeah. Excellent. So, we'll start with our
1: league. Top three as no change. Still Wolf Tone, Tony McClellan, five points. Conquering the 44 points. Oi, oi, odds and adoy. Maz, 55 points. So it's top 3. So the average this week was 28 points. Quite a low average. I think that's because Rangers conceded. So the points this week was Peter 44, Tom 26 and Gunnar 48. So Tom, talk us through your points or lack of.
2: <laughs> so I got 30 points. Joe Lewis and goal got me zero. Captain Tav got me four. Declan Gallagher, two. Vice captain Guthrie for 12. Ayer got me nothing. Goldson, two. Midfield Kilty got me one. Turnbull, four. Josh Mullen, three. Up front Edward got me nothing. Nesbitt, two points.
1: Why did I get 26? Did you take a hit? This I week?
2: did, yes. Oh, yeah. right. So that's All right. 30 minus
1: four. I was on the right show up different than my thing. Right, good. are you want to talk through your 48 points?
3: Yeah, 48 points overall. I had Strycek in goal, the Levy goalie for seven points. Barisic got me five. Captain Tavernier only the four points. Then vice-captain got three, 12. Goldson, two points. McGinn, seven. Turnbull, four points. Mullen got me three points. Just the one point of Ferguson. Uh, also, just the one point of Stevie May and then a two-pointer from Kevin Nisbet. Okay, I had 44. So
1: my points were am making goals for two. Back four, Barasic five, Golson two, Guthrie vice-captain 12, Tavernier two, Turnbull four, Mullen three, Robinson eight, who's captain, Clark, Nisbet, and Brophy, all two points each. And the only thing I left on the bench would have been Callaghan for three points, but again, all you're talking about maybe is collecting one point on a striker. So, that's it. So, we will go to a topic this week. So I tweeted earlier, guys, about doing something for the community. So I'm quite excited, I think, and a lot of people want like to get involved in. We're going to start the first inaugural half-hour fantasy cup. So bear with me here. Similar to, like, the FPL Cup, and I've seen other podcasts do similar cups in the FPL where they do it themselves, we are going to try to get 32 entries. We'll keep note of the teams. If we get 32, it will start right after the split, the way it works. We draw it, we do a live draw, Was lives live you can do, a podcast. The bracket would be like the American-style bracket where the draw is made, so the team top to bottom would be, obviously, the first two teams would play the one of the second two teams, and so on and so forth. So you could possibly see your route to the final from the get-go. Makes it easier rather than we do a draw all the time. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to take part, to keep it nice and clean, and we keep on top of it, follow me at the Fantasy Half and direct message me your interest in your Twitter, obviously it will be from Twitter, and your Fantasy Scotland team name so I can keep note. So, as it stands, obviously you're obviously playing, so there's 29 spaces up for grabs as it stands. Now, if we get lots of interest, I can easily change it to be a bigger, it's easy to work out the numbers to make an extra group stage. It'd just be like a, be so many buys in the first round and a qualifying round to make it any 32, it game make it easier. So, We've not 100% guaranteed the rules on draws and stuff like that, but Tom brought up in, in our chat that if it came to a tie, we'd go first to who'd the most goals in your team that week. And then again, after that, we'd who the most assists. That could be quite easy tiebreaker, but obviously you've had. Yeah, I, I like think, that. I think we need to find a third one because there's a lot of teams similar, so we'll think about that any other time. But again, we're going to keep it open for the next like two or three game weeks. And then I'll close it and we'll start organising the, the draw and stuff like that. And that'll give you a bonus podcast. We'll do a bonus live podcast. So before I get further, what is your thoughts on the cup?
3: Gunnar? Well, yeah, looking, I'm looking forward to winning the first <laughs> uh, half-hour fantasy podcast uh, cup. No, I think it's a, it's a nice idea. Uh, something else to look forward to. Uh, to get the community involved, the listeners involved. And, um, yeah, just overall, uh, I think it's a nice idea uh, and something something else. To, to do with the game.
1: And I know you laughed about winning it, it Gunnar, but we do know how serious you are at these fantastic <laughs> and we do
3: know you're choking to win it.
1: And I think we might caveat that if Heather wins the first cup, the cup could be named after him, maybe just for the first one when we we'll see, oh, yeah. just to keep holding, to keep out uh, the, the prestige of it all, like the Gunner Cup, the Tom Cup, the Peter Cup, <laughs> rather, or you want to call it. What's your thoughts on the
2: cup, Tom? Oh, fantastic idea, Peter. Very happy with that. Innovative thinking, love it. Excellent. So, we'll go
1: to our stats. Have you got a start of the week, guys? I do. Oh, excellent. You want to go first, then, Tom?
2: Yep. Um, so, my start of the week is Ollie Shaw became Ross County's top scorer for the season so far. That's in all competitions.
1: Excellent. Is this also a watch list number as well?
2: Uh, yeah, you- it's something to keep an eye on. Yeah.
3: Gunnar, your start, if you have one. See, I don't really have a stat. <laughs> uh, for me, it's just that Neil Lennon, he took Celtic to Dubai in 30-degree heat. At Reinsworth's start. Come on, oh, come that. on. So he took, to, he took them to Dubai in a 30-degree heat just to prepare for uh, snow in Livingston on a Wednesday night. I think uh, that is great forward thinking. I heard to be joke about that last night. Uh, <laughs> and the game was Thursday right we'll get to it, and
1: I, I was angry watching it. It was up pure Seething going anger watching the game, knew it was going to happen. But somebody tweeted me or texted me, sorry, saying, Look at all that snow, and we've got a yeti on the bench, you can't get a game. <laughs> made me smile, stupid dad joke, made me smile. Okay, thanks, guys. So, we'll go to the results then, right? First up, double game week, double header, Celtic nil, Livingston nil. Not much to report here from our point of view, it was two clean sheets. I thought Livingston were very unlucky not to win the game. Tom, we'll start with you.
2: I would say so. Most of the Celtic first team were in still in isolation at this point. It was, a, as you said, it was a pretty boring game. Not a lot of comment on Livingston clean sheet, so Guthrie owners will be happy with that. A few folk vice captained. Um, both teams only had a single shot on target. Um, Rogic was playing up front um, as a striker out of position, but I thought he was. Um, I thought he was pretty poor. But as we we'll go into the second game, we realise this is only a, a short-term solution. Um, for the for a short-term problem. Um, Pittman, I noticed, he was in, in on goal, um, but he found himself as a as a fill-in in a salt and beat-on sandwich. That was probably their big <laughs> chance of the game. And um, Mullen hit the bar as well, so you're right. Livingston could have easily came away with all three points there. Um, I thought they created far many more chances than Selic, and it's promising for those that have invested in the Livingston players. I th- I, another thing I noticed was Okoflex missed a bit of a setter there as well. So, Disappointing
3: all round. Gunnar, thoughts in the game? Yeah, Tom, Tom has already summed it up there. Uh, the Mullen hitting the bar, that that like if that went in, that would have been nice for my team and, and also that miss from Ocoflex uh, stood out. But personally, I got two clean sheets out of this game and a vice-captain go three. And, uh, well, Livia Way at Celtic, uh, I think they're happy with the point there. Okay. Yeah.
1: Errol, sir, you were... I was, no, I was, to, I was <laughs> thinking
3: maybe maybe against the the side that Celtic put out, uh, the Levy could have done better, but uh, overall I think uh, a point at Parkhead isn't too bad.
1: Yeah, I think Levy did actually go for it. I think after mm-hmm. play, I mean, I talking back to last week's game, hips didn't really come and go for it when Celtic were there for the taking. kind of just as if they kind of me a bit by playing Celtic, did not realise that they're in bad form and half a team they could have took them took my part basically. Right, next game up, Hamilton nil. Dundee hit now. Again, two clean sheets. Tom.
2: So that is three clean sheets in the last five for Hamilton. Ryan Fulton was back in goals again for this game. I thought the home side were the more likely to score. Um, there's some good chances there for Adolphin and also Moyo as well. Uh, going over to Dundee United, Shankland no shots on target. I did suggest last week, after his wandering goal, we might be tempted considering they've got a, a reasonably good fixture run. Um, but... I would, after seeing the performance on the weekend, I'm glad I wasn't overly tempted to get him in and didn't hit the button with that one. So, I would avoid for now. You'd, even though Hamilton have found a bit of form, you'd expect a decent performance. They're still the worst defence in the league. So, um, probably looking at defensive options for United rather than attackers, I think, still.
3: Good enough thoughts on the game? I agree. I said it last week. Uh, I'm not sure if the Donny United train is in full flow again. And... Uh, we have seen it this week against that Hamilton side, not not scoring any goals, four four draw nil, nil. I'm 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 not jumping back on on Shankland. Uh, I said I would rather get Nicky Clark, but but even with him, I'm I'm gonna wait. Uh, they have the blank next week anyway. Uh, fixtures after that look decent, but I'm not I'm not convinced with the uh, United.
1: Okay. Uh... Much to add to that, I suppose. I I thought Callan looked lively again, unlucky in a few chances, but I suppose both teams kind of didn't really alter much defensively. We've done anything over attacking, you're right there, Tom. And I think I don't see him really until the game changes the way it's scored for stats and bonus points. Then I wouldn't be touching Hamilton apart for Callan either. Next up, Hibs 2, Kilmarnock nil, a power own goal, a rarer spotted Goggit. Gogic goal, a dodge assist, and a clean sheet for Hibs. Gunna.
3: Yeah, John said it on our podcast. Uh, I, I laughed at the goal music that they played when Alan Power put that ball in the, his own net. I don't know if Doik, the uh, Hibs player, if he got an assist for that, because it doesn't say that in the app. And then Gogic, I think that was a really good goal. Um, Hibs, um, Oh, one question maybe for you guys because um, I know in the FPL it says an estimate date for when the players come back. I still have Marciano. He's flagged, uh, is injured and I've, I've carried him for a, for a couple of weeks now um, because I'm expecting him back. But I think he's changed from, from being yellow flagged to red flagged now. So I don't exactly know what to do with him. They got another clean sheet out of this game as well. Yeah. Um, I think their their best asset to have from Hibs is still Kevin Nisbet. Um, they have decent games going forward, especially in the double game week. We're probably going to talk about that once they get that Rangers game out of the way. Um, and and Killy, they they just let Brophy go to Saint Mirren, and Kabamba hit the post. I think that was that was this game. We got our first look at uh, another new sign-in for Hibs, Irvin. I don't know great, like, a lot about him, but uh, I've seen his Instagram and he looks, uh, I don't know, a bit flashy. So maybe he can he can add that to the football side of Hibs as well. Exceltic, Jack Armand, Exceltic, Celtic stewing. Ah, okay.
1: Came okay, mm-hmm. Franks. Thoughts on the game, Tom?
2: Yeah, so as you said, this was the a clean sheet for Hibs, which was the first clean sheet in the last five games. Uh, it was Matt Macy that started in goal again. This is second game for Hibs. Though so Kilmarnock had zero shots on target, so you could argue he wasn't really tested in the game. Uh, talk about Kabamba there. It was Whitehall that started. It was a 4-1-4-1 formation. He was a lone striker. Um, but as we mentioned, didn't produce much. Goggett shielded the win with the, the second goal after a power own goal. He was top for shots on target with two. Deutsch had zero shots and zero shots whatsoever, and had zero shots whatsoever. And Jamie Murphy, who's had some recent form, had zero shots as well. Uh, Jackson Irvin went straight into the side. Uh, so far he's famous for having a Mo Lake tattoo. And Chris Caden came in in the transfer window. Um, he's not scored any goals since his loan spell at Albion Rovers in 2015. I think he came in from Columbus crew in America, that boy. Um, so it'll be interested to see He's playing in the MLS, so interested to see how he gets on. Kilmarnock, there's not really any sort of consistency there just now. They were looking quite good with Whitehall and Kilty up front, but back to their, their old ways of zero shots on target, which has happened a few times for uh, Kilmarnock this season. So it's a bit of a concern.
1: Okay, excellent. Uh, I didn't feel Hibs were back to their best yet when I looked at it. looked like they the got a long at the right time. I mean God's goal is an absolute cracker. I mean he's mm-hmm. it's one of his goals, he's, he's very mm-hmm. similar to a Scott Brown type player. He sits defensive and over, every software they similar. I mean that'd be probably his goal for the next three or four years. But I didn't think I perhaps it, it didn't really impress me at all. Keep an eye on him going forward. And like Gunnar says, I still think Nisbett's the only player I'm happy to keep in my team right now. Marciano if he was if he was fit, but then they haven't exactly been keeping clean shoes up to this week either. Mm-hmm. Right, next up, shock of the week, I suppose. Ross County, four, Aberdeen, one. So here we go. Shaw, two goals, Larkin goal, sorry, Lacking goal, Hilton goal, Hilton assist, Patton assist, Draper assist, and a lack of 80-own goal. So, Tom, talk us this one. This is really, really, shows you what could happen if you change your manager at the right time. hmm
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hedges was suspended for this game. It was just a single-match suspension um, for denying a clear goal-scoring opportunity. Um, Ross County they seem to be coming into their stride under Yogi Um, there's a few bargains to be had for fantasy managers Ollie Shaw, as we mentioned earlier Ross County's top scorer for the season 4.5 million striker he scored with both his shots on target he now has three goals and one assist in his last five games, not a bad record there Hilton in this game got a goal and assist he's a 3.4 million midfielder um, I think he's only started the last four games and in that time he scored a goal and two assists. And then we mentioned last week Harry Payton. He's a £3 million uh, pound midfielder. One goal and two assists in his last five. I would have wa- won in regards to Ross County. They've got Rangers up next. But then they've got a reasonable run. It's Motherwell, Hamilton, Dundee, United, Hibs, St. Mirren, Killy and St. Johnson. Um, which I think is is good, but the, the only drawback is there's no double game weeks in there as it stands. Obviously, things can change with COVID. Aberdeen, I think, have been lacking up front. Defensive-wise, they've started to look a bit shaky recently as well. Uh, Joe Lewis seems to be dropping a few clangers recently. Um, I wouldn't suggest moving off. I mean, they, they do play in this blank game week. There's only two fixtures, and they play Motherwell, who they're, they're still sort of finding the identity under Graham Alexander uh, but conceding 4 to Ross County is a bit of a red flag so it is a situation to, to monitor just now
1: Gunnar, yeah, thoughts again?
2: Yeah Joe Lewis, uh, I think
3: he, he's done that a couple of times now over the past few weeks uh, where, where he just, I don't know has a blackout or, or pulls, out, pulls off another blunder uh, 4-1 against this Ross County side I mean, Ollie Shaw—he definitely stood out, but but for me, the focus is more there on on Aberdeen. They were definitely lacking a bit of creat- creativity that Hedges usually provides, and they, they had the two big lads up front, Main and Cosgrove, and that just wasn't working. It's, it's it's the same type of player just just twice. And uh, well, Hedges is back in a, in the next week, and uh, Aberdeen is is one of four teams playing uh, in that big blank game week, so. Like me personally, I have two Aberdeen players, and I'll probably stay with the two. Uh Ferguson hasn't really produced anything either uh, in in the last game weeks, uh, and also Hedges. I'll I'll keep him for the for the blank game week, but like Tom said, there um, they're, there's oh no. See, I've, I've mixed that up here. It was Ross <laughs> County who's playing Rangers. Never mind. But uh, so after after this uh, game week then so Aberdeen is playing Livingston twice and with the form there, and oh. I could see them getting battered uh, twice. Uh, and then it's mm-hmm. Hips after that uh, while they're already out of form. Uh, but but soon after that, they play Celtic twice. So maybe they can turn around their form then in game week 29, 30. Do to be fact? Or
1: not a fact. Do I Colonel Knowledge but Joe Lewis. Go ahead. Go on. Now, I've told you I've got a friend who's a friend with Andrew Dallas. He says before, well, do you know this? That's new oh, information. No. I've had a couple of share bits with Andrew Dallas before, and I was trying to get information out of him. I asked him, for example, how Scott Brown is, and he's like, Scott Brown is actually a nice guy in the pitch, blah, blah. He's a, he's a total nightmare to control, but he's a nice guy kind to of pitch. And I asked him, who's, who's uh, your most disliked footballer? You've either refereed and it was Joe Lewis. He didn't tell me what he said to him or what he said to somebody else. He said, Joe Lewis is most ignorant, arrogant player. He's either refereed, it doesn't talk to him anymore. And he's talks to him, he, he gets a captain to talk to him, he doesn't talk to him. So, there we go. That is interesting. There you go. Also, I'm partial, Joe Lewis. I'm mason Mason <laughs> not Joe Lewis, Andrew Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> right next up. St. Johnson won. St. Mirren nil. Kane with a goal, clean sheet for St. Johnson and McPherson was red carded for St. Mirren.
3: Gunnar, I don't have too much on that game, but it is Kane who ended uh, St. Johnson's 10-game ten, ten winless streak for St. Johnson. I mentioned earlier St. Mirren, the new sign-in there, uh, Brophy, and I think St. Mirren are also interested in taking Stevie Mallon off hips. Uh, I don't know if they want to buy him or just loan him out.
2: But uh, that is just my two facts from that game. Tom? Um, yep. So Brophy went straight into the St Mirren side and he was replaced on the 67th minute by the new boy, well, another new boy, Colin Quina. Despite that, they didn't manage to get any shots on target at all in this game. Chris Kane, he managed, he's now managed two goals in two games. He had two shots on target, two off, and he missed a big chance as well. So I think out of all the Saint Johnson players, he's probably the the most threatening, and most likely to turn your points. It was the battle of the Saints, but it was pretty tame. Um, in the build-up to that goal, there was a there was a handball situation involving Melhamid. Um, so maybe you could argue that the goal shouldn't have stood. But neither of. Neither St. Johnson or St. Mirren are a side. I'd probably be looking to, to invest in player-wise. It's just not really producing it for me.
1: Okay. Not much in this game at all. It wasn't exactly the most barn-burning team again. St. Johnson won. Probably lucky with a win. That's coming up. Next up, Motherwell won. Rangers won. Devante Cole with a goal. What assist? I'm sure Tom's got a stat on that coming up. And Eton with a goal for Rangers with ballast assist, Tom.
2: Yeah, so you're right about the stat. Um, Cole goal and what assist. That's now happened in the last two games. I quite like Devante Cole for Motherwell. He's had two goals in two games now, just coming back from injury. He is possibly a decent option for this weekend. We've talked about the situation at Aberdeen. They're a bit shaky at the back. Motherwell is now starting to find the... Um, getting a bit of a stride under the new manager. So at 4.2 million, he could be a nice um, cheap striker option for us. Watt, as we said, provided the assist on both occasions. He's another option, but I think he's more expensive. I, I think I'd probably, out of the two, I'd probably prefer Cole. Um, Connor Goldson had the most shots on target for Rangers with two. Ethan got the goal to equalise in the end with 18 minutes to go. Um and managed to bag the, the point there. Arfield and Roof, I think, have been a big miss from the Rangers team. Uh, they're starting to um, concede now and they're not offering as much as they did up front. Barisic made five key passes in the game and it's no surprise that he managed to assist for that in goal, which is a great ball into the box, really. Good, in on this game? I agree with Tom. Uh, Arfield
3: and Roof, they're a big miss for Rangers, uh, like Tom said, going forward and, and working defensively as well. I like Devante Cole, I've owned Tony Watt uh, a couple of weeks ago, but uh, especially for this game and, and the weekend now with the blank game week, I uh, might replace Stevie May with uh, Devante Cole. And
1: we'll get to that later. I think been doing all i may do all Right, the last game, double game week, obviously, was Livingston 2, Celtic 2. So, Brown goal, Emmanuel Thomas goal, Serrano assist, Brown assist. For Celtic, it was Elanusi goal, Beton goal, Griff assist, McGregor assist, and another Brown this time got red carded. Scott Brown. Tom.
2: Yeah, so that's uh, Because it was straight red for violent conduct, that's a two match ban. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it was only Celtic have only managed to muster seven wins in the last 20 games there's a fact for you as well there's another fact of the week um, Livingston already um, got a draw at Celtic Park on the weekend they were playing the reserve team pretty much in their preparation for their semi-final against St Mirren on Sunday and they managed to get a draw again 2-2 this time most of the first team squad were back for this game Albeit they've um, they've probably been training in the back garden. Um, the first goal was a set piece, and it was a cracker from Brown. I, w- I was I was going to say that um, set pieces seem to be Celtic's Achilles heel, but that would imply that they actually have some strengths. <laughs> 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 um, so not really that impressed with Celtic just now. Martin has been an absolute revelation at Livingston. Um, I think. I think. Is it it available,
1: Tom?
2: Is it available? (laughs) We'll see if if he passes a fit and proper test first. Um, But there's no reason why he shouldn't. Um, But uh, he's been been a revelation just now. I could really see Livingston um, competing for a a European spot. I reckon so. Um, Key stats of the game: Turnbull made five key passes. And second to that was actually Greg Taylor with three. You know Turnbulls have been a decent shout for Celtic. He's getting a lot of assists. He's, he's pretty dangerous on free uh, kicks and stuff as well. In a Celtic side where we're struggling to, to pinpoint what assets we would like, I think Turnbull's probably the, the nailed-on Celtic option. Um, Moy was top for shots with four. As I said, I don't really know how I feel about Celtic assets. I do like Turnbull. The pros are. I think we've heard recently that there's the ongoing review at Celtic regarding the manager. They said they're going to make a decision by the end of the month. Not really ideal. It's probably too late if the convenient. manager wants to come in and make an impact. Um, but they could they could get a new manager in. There might be a new manager bounce. And there's also three double game weeks in a row: 27, 28 and twenty nine. They also face Hamilton after this blank game week as well. So that's decent. And um, the cons are they've got a leaky defence and they lack of creativity up front, out with Turnbull. So, Turnbull, you could argue maybe getting an attacking defender like, well, Frim Pong was obviously, didn't feature last night, but I, I like Frim Pong and I'm surprised he was left out of the squad because he, he offers a lot going forward as well. So, at least you've got chances of getting returns both ends of the pitch. Um, Lee Griffiths as well, he's after <laughs> some intense training in his back. Um,
1: he looks so unfit, I thought, I thought he looked oops, yeah, just yeah, die test.
2: Get. Um but of the strikers, I kind—I of, kind of like him as an option. I think he'll—he'll he'll start to come good.
1: Gas question, Tom. We see the fact that Ed Bar doesn't playing. We see the COVID person again.
2: Well, and Jam didn't feature in the squad as well, and apparently the the, the share of flat. So it's possible that those are the two guys which were sort of mentioned during the week. There we was talk of another couple of COVID cases. So if
1: one score at you're bubbling up, you've got to isolate anyway.
2: Yeah.
3: Either that or he's doing one open. of the two. Talking to Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, thoughts in the game. I don't even know where to start. I had Edward in this game and and Turnbull. Uh, I knew Edward wasn't going to play the first game, but I was holding on hope, you know, that he might might get a couple of minutes in the second game. But he didn't. Scott Brown obviously with the red card. Uh, good thing he's missing the next two games. Like Tom said, there is a lot of double game weeks coming up for for Celtic. And although it would be tough, I think, for a new manager with games coming, so. So thick and fast uh, one after another if you win all those games then then with the new manager then, then things are looking different but tom also mentioned the review from the celtic board uh, i think they they first mentioned it when celtic were 13 points behind with two games in hand you know 20 points behind with two games in hand and have still <laughs> not come to a decision and uh, you and i peter we spoke about it before they 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 want to make their decision when the transfer window is done. I said it to John on our podcast if they, if you bring someone in now it's probably too late already but at least a new manager could could get one or two new faces in uh, while the transfer window is still open. I'm not I'm I'm not sure if they if they would even if they if they need someone but just imagine they sell Edward for 20 30 35 million however much uh, Celtic can can fleece out of Arsenal or maybe Leicester, but maybe Brendan <laughs> Rodgers fancies a <the> goat. <laughs> um, but then then there would be money there to reinvest. But I don't think they'll be giving that money to Neil Lennon. And uh, if they only bring someone in by the by the end of January, then uh, there's no chance to bring anyone in either. So they're playing Celtic play Hamilton next. Then the three double game weeks on paper, these games look really really good. Uh, I like Griffith as the striker option from Celtic, but only because we haven't seen Edward in the past two weeks. I think it was where, where, when I last seen him play. Um, yeah, like I say, on paper these these fixtures look really good. They're playing St Mirren, Kilmarnock, Hamilton thrown in there, uh, St Johnson, St Mirren again. Uh, but the form they're in, I, I don't know how easy these games are actually. Uh, gonna be just imagine Hamilton is are gonna be well up for it, and if they can nick, nick another point of Celtic, then who knows? Uh, I, I just don't know what else can happen for Lennon to lose his job, actually, because we're way past it. That you like performance based wise that, that you say, Oh, this was so bad, the manager needs to go. We're, we're way past that.
1: Thanks for that, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know where to start. I, mean, I know it's not a Celtic podcast, they like might labour on it, but. It's just very infuriating how he's still... On a jo- I brought earlier on. You see John Hughes at uh, Ross County. Gary Alexander starting to turn things around at, at Motherwell. Uh, the man at Livingston. I mean, there's just... If we, if we we can see that, the fans can see it. What the fuck is the Celtic board blowing and going, oh, that worked for them. Why don't we do something like what is ourselves? What is, <laughs> what is, the, what is the, the big... The big thing, keep learning his job. What is it? He said last night he's not quitting. He basically told him "I'm not resigning. <laughs> I'm not quitting." I'm going. Well, what is it? Is he get photos of Lallana on the bus or something? like that? What is it he's got? It's a, a dead boy under that heated driveway. Learning those were there. I mean, no. I don't. I just don't get this whole. At the end of January, is so you can see right through it that it's to stop a manager coming in and the fans demanding they spend money. They spend thirty five million pound in the summer, roughly. I think that works out right that way. But look at leon he's pissed it against the wall. He's made fit million look, shite. They don't mm-hmm. want another manager to spend the money this year. They want to get through it the summer. Now, it's still a little I hope he gets sacked today. I hope he does get sacked. He probably won't. If they wait till January and sack and bring somebody else in, then he's got squad to what? But then you're talking about the European... Not European the Euro qualifiers were, you've got seven or eight players not going to be there next year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But then we don't make the decisions, that's up to them. Hi, I digress. We move on to predictions <laughs> then, right? Yep. Isn't it any good for this guy's Better right now? But it's a stood 27 points for me, Tom 12, Gunnar 30. As it stands now, 27 points for me, Tom 13, Gunnar 31. The only result that you got right, if I can find it, was Tom, you predicted St. Johnson win three, one, you get a point. And Gunnar, you said one nil, no, Ross County, so you get a point. The rest of them were nowhere near it. So Predictions coming up. There's only two games. Aberdeen Motherwell, gonna
2: one all draw. I picked that as well, by the way. Tom, two one Motherwell.
1: Right, and next up Rangers Ross County, and I went two 0 Tom Rangers, by the way, that's not Ross County.
2: Yeah, yeah, two now. You know, hmm,
3: I think uh, I'm I'm saying three-one Rangers. What were you having run about there? What
1: were you look kind of decent?
3: Yeah, I can see Oli Shaw getting another goal. Maybe it's gonna be not not so good for my team with with all the three uh, Rangers defenders. But but like I say. Uh, Olly's—he's looked really good. Uh, Tom read it out earlier. It's three goals and an assist in his last five, I think. So, yeah, I can see him doing it again.
1: Right. And just out of curiosity, the semi-finals of the cup: St Johnson, Hibbs, Livingston, Sidman. Who he's having them through the final? Tom, I know who one of yours is, Tom, because you made it quite clear last night. But on you go. Who's it? Who's it? Who's it to your foot through?
2: Um, Livingston and St Johnston. You know. Hibs and Levy.
1: I went Livingston and St. Johnston as well. I think St. johns will do Hibs. It's this funny feeling, I think Hibs are yeah, playing yeah. very good. Right, we'll go to Twitter for questions. If I fire up the old Twitter machine here. Right, first up, it's the fantasy football pod. I do want to call them Nizzy as well, see. say you know, the two of he's he's Nizzy. <laughs> I'm no agreement as Nizzy, but better in. Has Nizzi lost his magic touch? Highly owned and now highly valued. Is it time to sell? Now, I think I'll start here with all at some point said in this podcast that Nizzi is the only Hibs player that we all can agree that's worth investing in. So I'll double down on that. I'm keeping. I'm keeping because I think he scores many goals so far. I mean, Hibs played Celtic. They didn't really make many chances in goal. He still scored. I think if they're going to be dangerous up front, Inc. he's the one to go for. Tom?
2: I'm going to keep for now. They've got a blank, but then they play Rangers and Hibs love playing Rangers. I think the only team that put two goals past them this season so far. Um, so they're probably right up for that game. And then right in there at game week 27, they've got the double of St. Mirren and Dundee United. Probably the best double out of the, the lot. You could argue livingston Aberdeen's, maybe another one. Um, but <laughs> given given the quality of the double game week, I'm going to stick for now.
3: Okay, Do you have any thoughts on Nisbet? I agree with Tom that uh, Hibs probably have the easiest uh, double game week against St. Tony United there, and then they play Aberdeen after that in game week 28, uh, who are completely out of form. Nisbet, I've just looked it up, he's 5.9 million. Uh, he's been in my team, I think, for at least 10, 10 game weeks now, and He's one of the most, like, when it comes to strikers, he's one of the most consistent that I've owned uh, for the season so far. Chopping and changing with the other two spots and uh, for now I have Edward and May before I had Kabamba and Cosgrove but the the one mainstay the one that always stayed in my team is, is Nisbet and uh, I think going forward, he he is definitely the one player from, from hips that I'm going to keep. Well, the only thing I would say is
1: if it comes closer to the, the... The split uh-huh. and Hibbs's forms kind of fell off a cliff, and they're playing the top five best teams in the league. Then maybe think about them, but then I, I, it's not something I would be pressing forward any anytime soon. Right, next up is a bit Cora Del Fantasy went to wild card. First question now. I asked him, he still got his wild card for the first one. So I've used mine. Have you still got yours, Tom Gunner?
3: Well, oh, I've you used just mine thought- a long time and ago. So when would three, you
1: advise him using his first card then, Gunnar?
3: I mean, starting with game week 27 uh, and then 28, 29, we have double game weeks. And I'm sure that there is a way to prepare for these fixtures. Uh, just, just on first glance now, 20, game week 27, Livingston play Aberdeen twice, who I said uh, are out of form, and Livy, well, completely opposite. Uh, and then in that second double game week, Livy have St. Johnson and Hamilton. Uh, so f- for me, that, that's three Livy in the team straight away. Um, can I see something else here? Celtic, to are playing St. Mirren and Kilmarnock in the first double game week, and then Motherwell and St. Mirren in the second double game week. But like we said, um, apart from Turnbull, I don't see r- anyone really who I would be wanting to bring in. But yeah, the, the delivery uh, assets are probably the, the easiest. And I would time the wildcard now with the double game weeks. I think that that makes the most sense because we're going to have to split in game week 33. And as it stands, it's two single game weeks before that. And uh, I think you could really capitalize with the three double game weeks now coming up. After the blank week. Oh, yeah, it's after the blank. We have a normal game week. Uh, that's the game week 26 and then game week 27 is the 27 first is double. when you are using it well yeah, the second part of that question Governor, but you can
1: answer that anyway it was the best team to target for the big double game week and you basically went through that anyway. so well done so, right.
2: thoughts on the question, two parts um, I think it really depends on the current state of his team he needs to really look at game week 27 and if he's happy with how his team stands for the double game week then I would hold on to it right up until just before you have to use it or lose it, because if you don't use the first wild card, you don't get a second one. So I'd use it in game week thirty-three in preparation for the split, and then your second wild cards basically you could even save it to the last game week thirty-eight and just use it as a free hit and just go go for broke at the end. Excellent. So you're
1: just you're just basically depending on what his team looks like would be how you would use it. Yeah. Okay. Next up is Laura Lovin. My team has no Motherwell or Ross County players in it. I will be on three Rangers and three Aberdeen players only this weekend with no plans to change it. Is that Ginger that's given the midweek record versus Aberdeen? Which sure that means obviously Ross County getting beaten. Them. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with my team as it is bar Cosgrove, but I'm not wasting a transfer on a playing player. So, what is the question then? I think she's obviously looking at what she's transfer-wise. She didn't really ask me a question there. Three Rangers, she's got
3: three Aberdeen players, so... I mean, we've made a case for Devante Cole, maybe, uh, especially with the form Cosgrove is in, but if she doesn't want to take someone out who's sorry, you... Playing...
1: Sorry, she said it's dangerous figuring the record, Motherwell records versus Aberdeen, but I'm assuming you're going to see... Some, going to, you, if she's got six players, you not you take any of them out. Just bring one in, you've got seven. You've chance of beating the average. So right. continue can Gunnar.
3: No, that, that's exactly what I was going for. I think I have the five players and then I'll I'll make it six with my free transfer and then I'm just gonna roll with it. It is what it is. There's only two games at the weekend. Tom.
2: What was the question?
1: I know, she wanted it kind of crazy. My team has no has no Motherwell Ross County players in it, right? I'll be on free mm-hmm. rangers and three Aberdeen players only this weekend with no plans to change it. Is this dangerous given Motherwell record versus Aberdeen? I think that's the question. But I'm happy with ah, my right. team. It's Bar Cosgrove. We're not wasting a player on transfer. So I think she's asking is it, is it worth bringing a player in or not?
2: I'd say so, I, given the given the result on the weekend. You can only go in recent form. So I'd be We're all talking about Devante Cole, so get on board. <laughs> You've got to weigh up the option, right? She's got three Rangers for Aberdeen. You've got
1: to weigh up who do you see having more chance of getting points against Aberdeen or Rangers? And to me, it's Motherwell. Against Aberdeen's the most chance of getting something, so
2: mm-hmm. that's the play you bring in. Plus, Motherwell are going to have all these double game weeks now.
1: And uh, they're starting a corner.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. Because you've got, they're playing Aberdeen, but then they play Ross County, Dundee United, Setlick, Kilmarnock in a double, Hamilton, and then St. Mirren Hibbs in a double.
1: That sounds quite actually appealing.
2: And then Livingston, Kilmarnock, St. Johnston, so they're not really facing. After Aberdeen, they've kind of that's done and dusted for the, the top four.
1: Okay, next up is Oi Oi, answering self, FBL Maz. When you planning using your bench boost, Gunner?
3: I think it's going to be a similar answer as well. Then, than what I gave with the wild card. If if uh, so, one of these double game weeks. I'm going to have my team prepared for that and then it, I'm going to pick the the one double game week where I have the the most players playing uh, just from first glance here uh, Livy I think no see Livy have two double game weeks um, I think it's going to be game week 27 just from first glance uh, and the fixtures and the players that I have in my team um, I have only one playing goalie at the time Uh, of recording now, but I still have Marciano. He might be back by then, or I'll just bring someone else in. And um, one of these doubles looks really good for for the bench boost.
2: Tom, thoughts on the bench boost? Um, Probably 27 or 28. I think there's more double game week. There's more doubles in 27. But in 28, Rangers are playing Hamilton, so that's, that's a pretty good fixture. So you're probably going to have three um, Rangers players and then you can pepper your squad with other dum- double game week players and then just go for the bush then so either 27 or 28 is probably the best show, I reckon
1: yeah I 100% agree it's way too I'll be doing the same as Gunnar I'll be looking at my Sutty's uh, ticker list I'll be planning what I've got planning transfers up to that depending on who I, think I, I like best I've obviously got three and on the like three I'm missing right now so do the form teams maybe maybe bring Motherwell, in depending who fixes this and then I'll be taking it from there I think one day, two weeks and last question is from Brian Blades attack so it's obviously a transfer question would will will you bring in Lewis or what slash Cole for Nick this week coming up and I'll start well I'll bring in Cole spoiler alert so that's my option the way I bring an Aberdeen goalkeeper and I think they're quite shaking the back and I'm quite keen in getting maybe in one or two more real assets if I think what I see is going to happen is they're going to start performing better under the new manager so.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that completely. Just what you said. Excellent.
1: Mention repeat. know
2: I was.
3: I was actually thinking about Joe Lewis because I have Marciano who's obviously injured, but I see Morrowell scoring, and uh, I don't want any of their defense, like any of Aberdeen's defensive assets. So that Stevie made to Devante Cole move is that. That's what I'm going to do.
1: We're all in coal. We're all in the coal chain. That's good, though. Hmm. I missed out a bit we'll jump back to it before we move on it Transfers, captains vice captains this week so I we think we've all agreed I think we're all going to bring in Devante Coles or transfer
2: Yep Yep
1: Are we captain to have vice captain Golston? is this a unanimous decision have we all got somebody going off piste Gunnar?
3: Yeah that's what I'm going to do Tom? Yep I'll
1: do that as well Short and simple eh I we can catch other in this game we all do the exact same things this is the hmm. point, still so will stay the same Right, we'll move on to a bit of FPL chat before we finish up. Let me load this bad boy up. So, last week, the average was 30 points, and we all went above it, obviously. So, we free hitted Gunnar, at 55 points, you had 59. Tom, you just took a minus eight, and you got 47 points. You've done that bad with that. Mm hmm. So before I go on to F this week, the top three hasn't changed. Gunnar's still at the top, Peckney Jaws second, Terry Agnew third. So this week is not finished yet, but as it stands right now, and we can go through our points so far, I suppose, 86 points for Pierre, Tom, six. and Gunnar, 140. Fantastic. Start with you, Gunnar. Talk us through your points.
3: Right, so I've played my bench boost this week. Uh, the goalie that I started was the Leeds goalie, he's obviously out with COVID, so that's uh, a big fat zero. My second goalie was Johnston, who's missed the first game as well, so that's just two points from him. I had Stones uh, with 27 points, the first game for Trent's already done, that was a six-pointer against my United. Diaz got me 18 points, Justin 14 points, could have been more as well if he had scored that header against Chelsea. Kufal, 12 points. Captain, Kevin De Bruyne, who's now flagged, is injured, 16 points. Salah, three points in the first game. Suchek, four. Fernandez eight. Bamford, two points. And then a whopping 18 points from Antonio. A two-pointer from Watkins so far, who's still uh, to play Newcastle. And then Anguissa from Fulham, he got me eight points with an unexpected assist yesterday. Do you want to let the public know what rank you're right now in the game? Uh I am have I broke no I haven't. So I'm on five hundred and fifteenth overall. Just five hundred and fifteenth. Just John. just the
1: five hundred and fifteenth.
3: Oh, I thought I might have broken into the top five hundred, but I haven't yet. Maybe after tonight. Definitely. Good, good, good goal. <laughs> That's why you should listed us because we've got we've got good show. He knows what you thought about. Right, tell me <laughs>
1: points so far.
2: Yep, so I got 106 points so far. I took a minus four. Um, I've got Martinez in goals, he got me three points Cancelo got me eight John Stones got me 27 Cresswell 10, midfield Ad Harrison, he got me two points Captain De Bruyne got me 16 Salah got me three Fernandes got me eight Up front Bamford, two points Antonio, 18 points And Kane got me nine Benny Gustav to play Uh, Salah and Martinez on Saturday Okay so
1: I'm sitting on 86 points. I took a hit for four points as well, Gunnar, and a bench boosted. So right now I've got Martinez, three points. Cancelo, eight. Stones, 27. Zuma didn't play, so nil points for him. Dawson, eight. Fernandez, eight. Captain Salah, six. Grulish, two. Suchek, four. Remember I was going to captain Suchek? Remember I said that last week? Dodged that bullet. Hmm. Kane, nine. banther two. On the bench. Sun, five. Adder by Io3 and Brewster 1, and I've still got Martinez to play, Grealish to play, and a captain, Salah, tonight, so I'm looking for Salah to do something to get me over 100 point mark. Okay. So, results, Thomas, is where you come alive. yet yeah, to talk about what you've seen so far in this game week? Any stats you anyway, might hit
2: us with? I've got some bullet points just to talk through. Um, I'm just, I'm just going to pick out some teams which I kind of I, I like well, not all of them I like the look of, but some of them I like <laughs> the look of. Um, we have Man City, my favourite team so far. Um, eight clean sheets in the last ten league games. And it, it's John Stones, um, we mentioned quite a few of us on him. Uh, he's got two goals in the double game week. He's played ninety minutes in nine out of those ten games, which is pretty good. Sounds like he's pretty nailed in a always rotating Pep Man City team. Uh, we know Aguero now has COVID yeah, that was announced today and also that Kevin De Bruyne could be out for two to three weeks with a hamstring tear Man City they've got West Brom, Sheffield United and Burnley in their next three, I don't think it gets any better than that, could we be looking at a defensive triple up? Mm. What do you reckon? Um, go for it, right, go and tell us now uh, No, too risky freedom
1: uh, um, If I was on De Bruyne I would move to Gundogan is that how you pronounce his name. Yep. I thought about it. I, I thought the other day I was kind of tinkering with, with a Wildcard Tom for your rude joke. Uh <laughs> and I had him in it. He's, now obviously he scored again since then, and I'm like now, now is it is a point pass where now bring him in, he would never do it again. But I think if you if him, he's on KDB and a white stick with a man city triple up, then there's a cheap way to keep yourself a lot of more money and still have a guy who's really bang on form. and still have two at the back.
3: Gunnar, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. I think Gundogan, I've I've been thinking about him or Foden, but Gundogan, he's on penalties. Uh, I, he's I more nailed him. as well, isn't he? he's more nailed in that team. That's right. I, I've watched the highlights and he's now on uh, seven goals this season, I think they said on in, on the commentary. That's mm-hmm. more than he's ever scored in a City shirt. Uh, and like I said, he's on penalties. Even with De Bruyne still on the pitch yesterday, I can't remember if he was taken off already. But, no, he was uh, off by then. Ah, okay. Uh, started and missed that penalty, I think it was last week. And uh, yeah, if I if I if I wanted to bring in the the city triple up in defence, then that would be a minus four. I would have to roll a transfer and then have Kevin De Bruyne's eleven and a half million, or uh, however much it is, just sitting on the bench just to to get my two free transfers. So I think a a sideways move to a city midfielder, uh, Gungan in, in in that. I think that's that's something I'm considering this week.
2: Um, another double game-week team was Leicester. They faced Southampton and Chelsea. They were both home fixtures. They both had a clean sheet in, um, it was, it was clean sheet in both of those games. Justin owners like uh, yourself, are doing well in that one. Madison now has three goals in three games, and he got three bonus um, over the last three game-weeks as well. I kind of said he was a decent wild-card shout. Don't know if you remember that, guys. He's not doing too badly. Just saying. Uh, West Brom, um, again, another double game week team. Pereira has found some form under big Sam Allardyce. In the double game week, he scored three goals and got five bonus points. They play City next, not ideal, but then they face Fulham and Sheffield United. I think he might be a decent option. Mrs. Price. Well, I think he's cheap, I think he's like 5.3 or something
1: like that. I know, see, my midfielder house consists of Son, Salah, Bruno, Grealish and Suchek and I, I keep on looking and I'm going, I don't want to take any of them out. <laughs> I'm not i oh. I thought about Grealish to Gund- Gundogan, I was like, oh, well that, if, if Grealish is off. But then I looked at, he's averaging six points the last five games, so he's not off. And then I'm like, well who'd I... Who do I take out? I haven't got the boy, obviously, so I don't have the I don't have like Gunnar's problem with just a sideways step to a Man City player. I don't know who I want to take out there long term for Gundigan or some because I did this stay where I'm at and roll with it right now because I, I do quite enjoy having Son and Kane when other people don't have him and they kind of melt down mm-hmm. on Twitter when Spurs play and people haven't got Son and Kane and especially when they're both from like. They got points that last game. They're like, oh, my game week ranks away. I'm just, I am I do enjoy that part of the game,
3: actually. I like that. <laughs> I like the Madison shout. I've just looked up the Leicester fixtures. Everton next. Uh, after that, they have Leeds, Fulham, Wolves. And then they play Liverpool in game week 24. So that's four game weeks with decent decent fixtures. And I watched the Madison interview after the game where he said that he's working on scoring more goals, arriving late in the box. So, yeah, decent, decent shout, I think. Yeah, yeah. Ex Aberdeen, Madden, Madison. You know uh, what? Yeah. yeah, I watched a couple of clips, I think, on YouTube.
2: Um so yeah, I've talked, sticking with the double game week theme. West Ham United, um one of West Brom's opponents. Antonio is back, one goal and three bonus points in both of those games. The next five for West Ham United are Crystal Palace. Liverpool might be a bit tricky, then again, maybe not. Um, Villa, Fulham, and Sheffield United—quite like those fixtures. Um, Spurs, as you mentioned there, Peter, Kane has had three goals and one assist in his last three games. Son, one goal and two assists. The run is a bit of a mixed bag. They face Liverpool next, then a nice fixture against Brighton, then Chelsea, who are—they're they're a
1: bit—they're toiling. I'm not really fussed with that play,
2: one. Uh, um, West Brom after that, and then City. So. Son might be an option if you really had to decide who you were to get rid of Son. Could be. Um, as we said, Chelsea Forbes completely away. You can't. You used to be able to rely on him for clean sheets, but not not even that. Now Zuma's benched. He's not really a good option. Um, Wolves. Bowley got in a goal and assist. No clean sheets since game week seven, however. So I wouldn't be rushing to get the Wolves defenders in. And it's not. he's not going to get a goal and assist every game week. So not too sure about that. Arsenal. They're on a bit of a comeback just now, and there's a wealth of cheap options in the form of Saka and also Smith-Rowe. Um, I was looking the Saka, 5.3 million. He's out of midfielders. He was second top for shots on target in the last four games with six, and he also created nine chances, two of which were big chances over the last four games, which was seventh amongst midfielders. So at 5.3 million, absolute bargain. Smith-Rowe, 4.5 million. He's had three assists in his last three game weeks, so if you're on a bit of a budget, he's a decent option as well. Grealish has only had one assist in the last five games. I'm not too sure about. I'm not too sure about Villa. Uh, I thought they did look good against City. Now that um, what's his name, Kyle Barkley,
0: mm-hmm.
2: now that he's back, he's 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 um, he's provided a spark in the past, and I think he'll always play better when he's on the pitch. So I think. I think Aston Villa will probably step up a bit now that he's back again. Okay.
1: Any else on the results we move on? No, nope, that, was, that was about my highlight reel. Excellent. Predictions, guys, again, terrible week. It stood at 19, 11 and 13. That was Peter Tom Gunnar, and it stands at 21, 11 and 14. Oh, I think you had a really terrible year. I think you had one point. Gunnar, you got... Let me see. Leicester beat Southampton, so you got a point for that. And I had Liverpool United. A draw to each head so one point, and less that they beat Southampton 2 1. So, same as you, one point like that. So, transfers and captains. I'll start. I took out Zuma, I know. I brought him in on. Tom, Tom Zuma was quite a good servant to start. He was quite a cheap defensive mid a defender. A couple mm-hmm. of decent goals on to him, and a, a decent price rise all the way through. I took him out for holding from Arsenal 4.5. I, I think Arsenal look this is a lie test again. He looks nailed at the back. Cheap asset. I think Arsenal's going to improve the second half of the season, and I think it's giving money. It me, it's giving one point two million elsewhere to spend, and I think he's nailed on because Zuma's now looks out of favour under oh, under Lampard anyway. So, what's your thoughts on transfers? I'll start with you, Tom, because I know gonna not know a proper answer, so i will start. With <laughs> <you>. <laughs> nah,
2: he's always he's always very secretive. Um, with the De Bruyne news, I'm I'm not too sure. Uh, I was kind of considering Zaha um, just because Crystal Palace have such a good run of fixtures. If you're going kind to of go in the next five games and sort of filter it down easiest to the hardest, Crystal Palace are sitting on top. Though we know with Zaha, he, he does blow a bit hot and cold, but he sometimes steps it up when the transfer window is open. He's always he's always kind of got one eye on a move, I always think. So it might not be a decent short-term option for now. Um I'm just trying to get his uh, I'm just trying to get his numbers up there Just because I've just kind of thought about that just there and then Oof, no, not good <laughs> Backtrack I think he's had, I think he's had uh, one goal in his last seven game weeks and that's it, so maybe not Zaha
1: Talk yourself out of
2: it Yeah, just talk myself out of it there um, Probably KDB out and another midfielder in I might go. I might go Saka. Plus freeze money up, freeze money up. But then you, you, as soon as he comes back fit, you're gonna want him back in again. Mm. I kind of thought uh, I got Salah just because I was scared, really scared about not having him for this double game week. Um, and if he blanks tonight, I don't know if I can justify keeping him anymore.
1: That's true. But you got, have you got two transfers rolled? Nope, nope. So you'll only one of them. So probably De Bruyne anyway.
2: Yeah, i have to be De Bruyne for now. I'll have to hold Salah for this week at least. Right, Gunnar, transfer thoughts? So, my, my thing
3: is I already have over 2 million in the bank. And then if I transfer De Bruyne out for Gundogan, that leaves me over 8 million in the bank. So, to get De Bruyne back wouldn't be a problem then once he's fit. And I think it, it, it forces my hand a little bit because I can't have 11.8 million is what De Bruyne is. I can't have that sitting on the bench for two, three weeks. Uh, so it'll be another uh, midfielder for, for De Bruyne this week
1: Yeah, but, but midfielder? <laughs> I don't know if it's a midfielder, but do you know who? <laughs> Have you got a shot for this? I know you're a well, five-an-on-the-world, you know, but can we need you the a list of something?
3: Well, we spoke about Gundogan before uh, I like the Saka shout, I had him on my free hit uh, because I think his numbers are quite nice and I don't know if he even if he, if he got any points return in that week where I played the free hit. I've also been thinking about Son, just to like g- get a Spurs asset back in the team, because like you say, not having Son and Kane and uh, just just seeing people on the Twitter celebrating them goals, uh, so maybe that is a way to to work Son back in. Tough first so, game bit, well straight in the first. Th- that's right. Uh, the problem is I had uh, on, on my boss team I had De Bruyne as the captain. Uh, We'll get on to that next. uh, Well, that won't happen anymore now, so it'll probably be Bruno. Oh, That's next,
1: Captain, then. So
3: you've been Bruno.
2: If you want to to kind of use your budget, if you don't, drop down to Gundogan and just have a load of money sitting there. Um, Man United's next few fixtures, the next five is Sheffield United, Arsenal, Southampton, Everton and West Brom. So you could look at potentially Rashford or 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 that, maybe yeah. Madison,
3: even we spoke about him. Oh, Madison, Madison,
2: yeah, yeah Madison's a show as well.
1: I think anything they're not to go another man united, I set this team Then you can see. <laughs> <laughs> I'd
3: rather get two points than have another man united. Play.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to captain Bruno also. Thomas, your thoughts on captain this week?
2: Um, yeah, probably Bruno, wouldn't it? It's pretty straightforward this week.
1: Yeah. I think because people play Spurs, it's kind of any other assets to play each other. And I know it could end up in two each for each and all these guys go nuts, but I think it's safe bit would Bruno. Well, all agreed?
2: Yeah, I agree with that. Yep.
1: We're not going to change it after we do this if we like other podcasts and FPL programmes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, we're all lying to you.
1: <laughs> like your wife's because we've got a different team. right as us finished up so before we do our plugs I want to push the cup again so again follow me fantasy half and then direct message me for interest after the podcast out and about we will all post it individually I think try to get ramp up some interest we'll sort it we'll try to get at least 32 if we get more than that jackpot we'll do a lot bigger tournament we'll sort it out it'll give us a bonus podcast where we can do the draw of the cup as well and again it's just for bragging, rights, So there's no harm. You take part. You get beat, you get beat, you win, you win. And you can post about it on Twitter. So plugs, Tom, hit us up.
2: So I am at FFS underscore skill on Twitter. Um what day are we on? Thursday? So yes. that that <laughs> I'll try to put a fire up an article tomorrow. Um you can ask me some questions. I also do the pod. Um, just like, retweet, hit me up. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah, buddy. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm doing another fantasy football Scotland podcast with my friend John. That's Fantasy Fitball Weekly. You can get in touch on Twitter. That's at Fitball Weekly Pod. We do vice captain and captain poll every week. We're going to push the cup, and uh, we had a bit of a hiatus from from the podcast, but we've put our first episode out this year uh, just yesterday. So give that a listen as well if you haven't yet, and uh, get in touch on a Twitter. Just all right, Jack Joel. Take partner cup. You ask him. Uh
1: I will. See, because he's not on Twitter, so he won't know about it, and he doesn't listen to podcasts, right. so he won't know about it. <laughs> so you need to ask him, and you would need to direct. You would need a direct message for him. So if he wants in, if he wants in, I that will. is. So again, you follow me to fantasy half. Again, I'll push the cup. We'll push it again next weekend. Again, for before we start tidying up and doing an actual tournament. Uh, if you leave a review on iTunes that'd be great or other you get podcast and once again guys thanks so much for listening we'll, we'll catch you again next week say goodbye Gunnar goodbye say goodbye Tom bye bye